2: The Trevor D. Mini Morning Show Podcast. Get
0: it, get it. You know what to do. Now
1: available through Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app, XL93. Former Bachelor, Ben Higgins, season 20 winner of The Bachelor. He was The Bachelor in season 20 of ABC's The Bachelor. Good morning, my friend. Hey, how's it going, guys? Ben, good day. It is myself, Trevor D., and, well, you're my co-host right now. Awesome. Hey, I'm happy to be there. Fantastic. Season 20, The Bachelor. Ben Higgins, great to have you on the show. I know you've got a new book. We'll talk about Alone Plain Sight here in a minute. Uh, So many questions, so many questions. Uh, Let's just start off with how does one become just ordinary average guy to becoming The Bachelor? I mean, I don't know if you can sum that up in 30 seconds. I
2: can, yeah, it's a lot of luck. Uh, So (laughs) I was signed up for the show and... Went on The Bachelorette and uh, really didn't have any huge expectations for it. But, uh, it, you know, it happened. And then as The Bachelorette continued, I was then let go from the show. And they at some one point they said, uh, hey, would you want to be The Bachelor? And that's really how it happened. It's very, it's non Very random. There's a lot of, like, very random stuff, things. And they just, for whatever reason, chose me to be the lead of that next season. And they just asked I me. Mean, I was 26 years old, so I was, I was still a young guy.
1: I often wonder if if your buddies, I would think, would be super envious, but maybe jealous at the same time, and because of that, they give you the hardest of hard times they possibly can because you're going on shows like this?
2: Oh, my gosh. Yes. I mean, my buddies (laughs) are ruthless still about it. Uh, You know, it's still a part of my life in such a big way five years later, and a lot of my, most of my friends before the show are still, still my best friends now. And so it's been a funny experience to see how they react to, you know, watching me kiss on TV, date on TV, but then also have a public, you know, persona.
1: Can you, even now, I know it's been a few years, can you go out without being recognized? Can you have a normal day or night out or even go shopping?
2: Uh, it matters where I'm at, you know, uh, it does. And, and most of the time, though, there is a fan of The Bachelor, somewhere i mean that show is huge and they're everywhere and so uh most of the time when i'm in the public somebody says i watched you on the show or i love that show or sometimes I get, i hate that show but i do recognize you uh it still happens uh quite often
1: ben higgins season 20 of the bachelor's bachelor do you still watch do you regularly tune in to watch uh, three hours of a bachelor bachelorette every week
2: yeah well i'm lucky enough i get a cut of the show and so i watch that without commercials so that helps a little bit uh and i do do it for my podcast i have a podcast uh called um almost famous and we've been doing it for about four years now so i do watch every episode uh i am a committed fan
1: do you even want to see or deal with another rose again for the rest of your life
2: no no i was on a shoot (laughs) the other day man and uh it was a television shoot, and they handed me roses out of nowhere, and like my heart just dropped. My fiance was listening at the time, and she could see it in my eyes. I was like, I don't. This is not no, i am done with
1: it. I've heard uh, producers, at least in seasons gone by, have tried to, I mean, not so much feed booze to the participating contestants to get it more crazy for this show. Are, are these rumors? Are they actual factual? Or is it just as, well, yeah. as crazy as out of nowhere it seems to be?
2: Well, I mean, it's just crazy for no reason now. I mean, in 2017, they implemented a policy where you cannot drink more than two drinks per hour. And I think it's only like during a five-hour span on the show. So nobody's getting intoxicated. I mean, it's a very, you know, and and so now it's just people's personalities that are showing. Uh, I used to think it was the the booze too, but no, it's just people being people.
1: Let's talk about uh, let's talk about your book, Alone in Plain Sight. What's it all about? Who is this benefiting right now?
2: Yeah, so the book comes from a place where uh, I just recognize in my life, uh, talking to friends, and family, and strangers, that a lot of people are feeling alone. Um, they're feeling isolated. They're feeling disconnected. And so this this book is kind of a cry to them and a call to them to say. Hey, can we talk, can we share some truth together? Uh, My hope is that the reader leaves this book feeling less alone, uh, more understood, uh, and that the things that are are kind of burdening them and paralyzing them to be their true selves uh, are are things that they shouldn't be ashamed of, the things that that we all struggle with. And, And so, yeah, this book is just mostly for anybody out there who feels isolated and to hopefully make them feel, help them feel connected again.
1: Yeah. Can I read this book over, over the course of, of three hours? Will this take me multiple months to, to digest?
2: Uh, no. You know, it's written, uh, It kind of say it's the last chapter, but it was written with the idea that to be like a letter uh, to anybody out there that read it. And so it should be an easy read. It's about 240 pages, um, and so you should be able to get through it pretty quickly. Uh, I didn't want to burden anybody with a big old long book. Uh, it's, this is hopefully short and sweet and to the point.
1: And by the end of it, we'll find meaning in our personal life.
2: I hope so. I, I really hope that as, after you read this, if anything, you, the reader feels less alone. It's broken up into four sections, connection with self, connection with others, like friendships, relationships, romance, and singleness, and then with God. And so my hope is that the reader just leaves those going, hey, uh, I'm working through this stuff, too, and, uh, and, and and I'm not the only one trying
1: Season 20 is The Bachelor, Ben Higgins, Alone in Plain Sight. Get that on store shelves, and I'm sure there's a thousand places you can order this too, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it should be everywhere at this point. My hope is that it's everywhere you can buy a book.
1: So you're living, and uh, I've done yeah, some internet stalking, everything on the internet's true. You're in Denver now, correct?
2: Yeah, yep. Yeah. Great city.
1: I've never been to Colorado. Upper Midwest, we, we have a couple overpasses, and those are the mountains here.
2: Yeah, well, I, uh, I, if you ever get down there, it's, it's a good place to be.
1: What does, I've often wondered, popular people like you who have been in the spotlight for a, a bunch of years now, what does Bachelor Ben Higgins do on a Friday or Saturday night?
2: man. Uh, Well, uh, right now it's a lot of uh, hanging out inside. Uh, My fiance and I have a a tradition where we do pizza night. Um, We, uh, we maybe, we like to go for runs together, walk together. Life is very like normal. I think when you looked at my life and, and probably uh, the lives of anybody else, it looked very similar. And, uh, and, but before kind of the pandemic, uh, maybe go out to eat, uh, you know, hang out with friends. That's, That's just a normal Friday night.
1: So, you're in the bar. What's your beverage of choice? You walk in, time to order your first drink. What do you get?
2: Oh, uh, tequila soda every time. Um, I'm a big, like, Añejo tequila fan. Really? Uh, really like a good, heavy tequila uh, sip on that after my tequila soda. And I'll kind of coast through that for the rest of the night. That's kind of my go-to. That and bourbon. I,
1: I've had conversations because in my mind, I, and it's been in my head since my 21st birthday party, I had a bad tequila experience that tequila is the, the devil's beverage and nobody actually likes it. But more and more people are telling me I actually enjoy tequila. You had some bad tequila.
2: So <laughs> I, did. I had some as well. Uh, I, when you have a taste of good tequila, I'm telling you nothing goes down better.
1: I had tequila in my eyes. I had a prairie fire and it was. I tried to slam it back as quick as I could and it got in my eyes and I couldn't see. It took about 10 years I, I, to recover from that.
2: It, well, now, uh, now I'm just, I'm I'm recommending that you walk in. You ask him for the best uh, the best drink of uh, tequila you can get. Try it and tell me what you think.
1: Ben Higgins, season 20s, The Bachelor. You would never lie to me. After all these minutes we've spent together, we're, did did we just become best friends? No, I think we did. Yep, I, I do. <laughs> Fantastic. Get the book Alone in Plain Sight. Of course, Bachelor and Bachelorette. I think we'll be on to the end of time. Mondays on ABC. I wish you all the best in your personal yep. and your professional life. And it has been absolutely my pleasure to have you part of the show and being my co-host today.
2: Hey, thank you for having me. It means a ton.
1: And cheers to you if you drink tequila and I drink Bush Light. <laughs>
2: oh, that a way. <laughs> thank you, Ben. Hey, thank you for having me. Me the a ton. Hosting a radio show is fun.
0: So this is going to make me happy?
2: Yeah.
0: And you know damn well, if I'm getting a laugh, I'm not going to stop.
2: The Trevor D. in the morning show. 6 to 10 weekday mornings on XL93. So according to the
1: experts, uh, this is according to the experts, the Super Bowl ads from last night the best of the best. I, I don't know, especially with the blowout of the game and, People paying less and less attention as the game continued, especially if you weren't at a Super Bowl party. 30-second ad during last night's Super Bowl, $5.5 million. Or that that works out to about $183,000 per second. Were any of them worth the coin? Now, as per usual, at least in the recent years, many released early this year to milk as much exposure as possible. I still can't watch them early. It just ruins it for me. I need to wait till game day. That's just me. But these are the top 10, according to the experts. See if you agree, disagree. Already, one of my favorites is outside the top 10, so I'm already disappointed. There's, a, there's two of them outside the top 10 that I really liked. Uh, just because I'm a Seinfeld fan and ad for Tide Pods. Had a kid in his favorite Jason Alexander hoodie. Seinfeld fans liked that. It referenced George's outgoing answering machine message that used the Greatest American Hero theme song. That was number 13 overall. That was number 13 overall. Like that one. It was outside the top 10. Another one outside the top 10. I'll, I'll talk about here in a few minutes. Inside the top 10. These are the top 10, according to the experts. Amazon sexy Alexa ad at number 10. A woman couldn't fathom the new Amazon Echo looking any better until she imagined Alexa in the body of Michael B. Jordan. That was number 10. Number 9, Niner. Paramount had a lot of airtime during the game and plenty of star power. The game aired on CBS, and their CBS All Access app is becoming Paramount Plus next month. So that's why Paramount's parent company, Viacom, merged with CBS last year. It featured a bunch of celebrities climbing the Paramount Mountain, Patrick Stewart, Stephen Colbert, James Corden, Tom Selleck, Christine Baranski, Jeff Probst all made appearances. And most importantly, Beavis and Butthead's giant crack joke was fun, too. I giggled at that as I've giggled at Beavis and Butthead since the 90s. Unfortunately, CBS All Access crashed for people who were trying to stream the game. Apparently, there were technical issues and outages at the very start, but they tapered off after about 10 minutes So that didn't help their promo blitz. After about 10 minutes, the game was out of hand anyway. Number eight, best commercials from the Super Bowl. According to the experts, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey, bringing their Wayne's World characters for Uber Eats, tried to convince us to eat local with cute lookalike babies, a shot of sexy Garth, and a cameo by Cardi B. That was number eight. Seven spot, if you blinked, you might have missed Reddit's five-second ad that touched on the whole GameStop fiasco. I did miss that one. Couldn't read it all unless you hit pause. It ended with the line, powerful things happen when people rally around something they really care about. And there's a place for that. It's called Reddit. Robinhood also ran an ad that said, we're all investors, which the GameStop crowd took issue with. And number six, this is number six in the top ten commercials, according to the experts yesterday. Drake played an insurance agent in an ad for State Farm. I like that one. Technically, the stand-in for an insurance agent. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Paul Rudd were in it, too. Best commercials from yesterday, according to the experts. One of my favorites, the Cheetos commercial. I I mean, I've always loved that. It's That 70s Show. Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis are awesome. We've heard this song for couple decades now. Cheetos, their silly Cheetos finger spot with Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis, and Shaggy featuring It Wasn't Me. I just thought it was executed nicely. During the boring, what was that, third quarter? It gave me something to chuckle about. It was outside the top 10. That was number 12, according to their power rankings. Here's your top five. Here's your top five from yesterday. John Cena's ad for Mountain Dew's new Major Melon flavor promised $1 million. The first person who could tweet out the exact number of Mountain Dew bottles in the ad. And, and last I checked, I didn't look. They hadn't announced a winner yet. That's basically pick a number and guess. You can pause your screen and count, but I think it's easier just pick a number and guess. So I think that was smart. That was a good advertisement. Effective. Number four, the Task Marketplace Fiverr poke fun at uh, at the four seasons total landscaping, escaping debacle. You know, Rudy Giuliani, their ad talked about how you can find all sorts of freelancers on there, even a PR expert if you need help booking a last-minute press conference. Number three, Dolly Parton reimagined her classic 9 to 5 song for 5 to 9 for Squarespace, encouraging everyone to keep their side hustles going. Yep, those 16-hour work days we're all accustomed to. If you've got that part-time gig, that secondary job, thank you, Squarespace. You feel bad if you don't, right? Oscar winner Damien Chazelle directed both that one and The McConaughey, by the way, which was number two. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family.
0: VTW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: That was was in my top three, I think, too. Matthew McConaughey, first quarter, delivered a very flat performance for Doritos 3D chips. He had a weird-looking 2D version of Matthew hanging out with Mindy Kaling and Jimmy Kimmel while I Want to Break Free by Queen played. Then he ate the... 3D Doritos, but he was stuck in the vending machine. And number one, I thought, yeah, it's fine. Timothy Chemelet, the great Edward Scissorhands' son, Edgar Scissorhands. This was for Cadillac. Winona Ryder returned as her character from the movie, who's now Edgar's mom. It was fine, but I would not put that at number one. Am
2: am I
1: trending? It's hashtag trending on XL93. So after last night's bland game, we ventured out into the Internet in search of some trivia and interesting facts in Super Bowl 55. In fact, a lot of people did to the point it is hashtag trending today. I love this stat. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes ran for an incredible 497 yards while scrambling yesterday. Yeah, the Buccaneers' pass rush forced Mahomes to bail out of the pocket and run everywhere, just not, well, forward. The 497 yards he traveled before throwing are being sacked as the most scramble yards by any quarterback since at least 2016. For the record, Mahomes had 33 positive yards rushing from the line of scrimmage. It's really weird to see Mahomes on the wrong side of a blowout. It's historic, too. The last time Mahomes started any game and lost a game by more than one score. November 19th of 2016, when he was in college at Texas Tech and lost 66-10 to Iowa State. College. Last time he lost by more than one score. Tom Brady has been there. Teams trailing by double digits at halftime in the Super Bowl are 1-25 and all-time. With a lone win being, Brady and the Patriots were down by 18 points against the Falcons in Super Bowl 51. But Brady doesn't usually get off to a good start in the Super Bowl. In fact, yesterday's game was the first time in 10 Super Bowls Brady scored a touchdown in the first quarter. It was also the first time in those 10 Super Bowls Brady's team has held a lead in the first quarter. That's interesting. Brady is the first player in NFL history to win multiple titles after turning 40. And in the history of the four major American sports, he's the fifth to do it behind Chris Chelios, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Enos Slaughter, and baseball player Jack Quinn, who you might remember from those exciting Philadelphia athletic teams in the late 1920s. Yeah, I remember watching baseball back then. Exciting. The Bucks defense owned the Chiefs offensive line. Mahomes pressured more in this game than any quarterback in Super Bowl history 29 times passing the record of 25 by Jim Kelly in Super Bowl 26, Brady faced his fewest pressures, just four, in any Super Bowl in his career. The Bucs, the first team with four 30-point games in a postseason, and they're the first team to beat three Super Bowl MVP quarterbacks in a postseason. Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Drew Brees. Bucks head coach Bruce Arians became the oldest coach to win a Super Bowl. He's 68. The old record held by Bill Belichick was 66 when the Patriots won Super Bowl 53 in 2019. And speaking of the Patriots, their Twitter account congratulated Brady on his win and added, quote, And Gronk, be careful with that trophy. Brady became the only quarterback to win a ring in each of three decades. Only two other quarterbacks have won in two decades, Peyton and Eli Manning. Brady also joined Peyton as the only starting quarterback to win Super Bowls with two teams. Before Brady signed with Tampa Bay 324 days ago, the Bucs hadn't had a winning record since 2016, and they hadn't reached the playoffs since 2007. In fact, their last postseason win came on January 26th, 2003 when the Bucks beat the Oakland Raiders to win Super Bowl 37. So in conclusion, Tom Brady's not a bad quarterback is what I take from this. All these interesting facts and stats from Super Bowl 55, XL93.com Trivity page if you need more. That is Hashtag Trending. Now, time for a- Bet You, bet you didn't, didn't Know on XL93. You're unbelievable. Brought to you by Who Hot? Who Hot now open and happy to have you back for a customized stir-fry. That's who hot. Bench didn't know. Random facts, here we go. Bench didn't know the 1956 Summer Olympics were held in Melbourne, Australia and Stockholm, Sweden. Stockholm was chosen to hold equestrian events because horses couldn't be brought into Australia under quarantine regulations. See, we were using the word quarantine before 2020 go music history here. Betch didn't know Michael Jackson's song Thriller was originally called Starlight. And the hook went, give me some Starlight. Starlight sun." It's a complete different song. Starlight. Thriller. Betch didn't know Paula Abdul's debut album Forever Your Girl had the longest time between its debut and hitting number one on the Billboard charts. It was released in June of 1988 and hit number one 64 weeks later in October of 1989. Jackie Chan? You know Jackie Chan? Bet you to know Jackie Chan is a classically trained opera singer, and he's released more than 20 albums. Jackie Chan, that Jackie Chan, yeah. And are you a fan of Flamin' Hot Cheetos? I'm not a big Cheeto guy to begin with, although I did like the Cheeto commercial last night in the Super Bowl. Flamin' Hot Cheetos were invented by a janitor named Richard Montenez at Frito-Lay's Rancho Cucamonga, California plant. Since then, he's worked his way up to running PepsiCo's Multicultural Sales and Community Promotions Division. A yeah, random janitor came up with the Flaming Hot Cheetos idea. Take the Cheetos and make them spicier. What do you guys think? And it was crazy enough to work. Now you know. XL93, we are your Fighting Hot Sports Connection. Good morning. Good morning. Well, good day. Who is this? This is Debbie. Debbie. Let's get this this pesky work week out of the way and get to weekend. Let's talk Saturday. What are you doing?
0: Well, I hope I'm going to UND basketball. You're going to
1: hoops. All right. header hoops. The ladies play South Dakota at noon. The men will play 230. Oh,
0: that's awesome.
1: How was the, the past weekend?
0: Um, I haven't been feeling well, oh, so it was kind of a bummer. But oh. I'm good today.
1: Well, it's a good weekend not to go outside, feeling yeah, well or not. Yes,
0: it was. <laughs> you are correct.
1: Here's a, here's a random fact. I know we did you didn't know already. My one winter I spent in Panama City, Florida, doing radio down there. Uh-huh. School got called off for two consecutive mornings because in the morning, the temperature under sunny skies, completely sunny skies, was 27 degrees. Cancelled school. <laughs> Cancelled. Oh, that
0: is hilarious.
1: Yeah, we're North Dakota, Minnesota tough.
0: Hey, we are tough, absolutely.
1: Debbie, did you have a favorite and commercial during the Super Bowl yesterday?
0: Um, there were a couple. I can't think of one right off. I missed the Budweiser ones, though,
1: the ones with the horses. Yeah, we missed the Clydesdales, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. They needed a year but, off.
0: Yeah, the game was kind of a bummer anyway, but, eh,
1: I know you're waiting for more commercials to come on just for something entertaining. Uh,
0: right. How about, right? It didn't happen.
1: <laughs> the, the weekend, halftime performance the weekend, out of a possible 10, 10 being the best, 1 being the worst, how would you rank that?
0: Probably
1: 6. Again, it was just kind of, eh, it's fine. Yeah,
0: it wasn't...
1: Nothing special.
0: Nothing to write home about.
1: I felt bad that he spent $7 million of his own money on that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Debbie. I learned a. I learned a fun fact. Uh, share with me. The Buccaneers are owned by the same man that owns Manchester United soccer.
1: I was not aware of that.
0: I learned that this morning. It. I haven't fact checked it, but I thought that was interesting.
1: That's some people with a lot of money.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well definitely we
0: don't have
1: You're going to UND basketball and they're not this coming Saturday.
0: <laughs> there you go. I feel rich.
1: What station is more winners guaranteed?
0: XL
1: ninety three. Let me put it this way. Your Monday morning moron award Yes. Moron. On XL ninety three. Button a little stuck. My apologies here. Things are things are frozen. That's what I can blame it on that, right? Day after the Super Bowl. More on award today goes as follows. Here's your story. Fifth trip to Florida in 2021. I guess it's Valentine's Day in what, six more sleeps here? The most romantic time of year. You never know when love is going to strike. There's a guy named Demetrius Lewis. Fort Lauderdale, Florida is where he's from. He had a virtual court appearance on Thursday to set his bond on an attempted burglary charge. But. When it was his time to talk on the Zoom, he used that opportunity to shoot his shot with the judge, a woman named Tabitha Blackman. How you doing? How you doing?
0: All right, I'm good, sir. How are you?
1: George,
0: George, you are so gorgeous, The Judge. I just have to tell you, you're gorgeous. Thank you, Mr. Lewis. All right, Mr. Lewis, flattery will get you everywhere but maybe not here. The court finds probable cause on count one, burglary
1: occupied dwelling unarmed. Oh, You're you're gorgeous, just so gorgeous. I I love her response to flattery. will get you everywhere, but maybe not here. Sounds like a TV judge that isn't Judge Judy. She ruled that there was probable cause to charge him and gave him a $5,000 bond. Defendant shooting his shot with a female judge during his court appearance. He will receive a gorgeous, these are gorgeous, Moron Award. This is actually trip six, trip six to Florida in 2021. There's only one other place. Indiana's got two so far. So nice job, Florida. You're doing it again. Big game last night. Wasn't as big as the two weeks of hype. Puppy Bowl was pretty big. That was, that was heated. That was going back and forth. Do you know the Puppy Bowl is actually three hours long? It started at 1 o'clock on Animal Planet. Team Fluff taking on Team Rough. It was intense. Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg coaching the respective teams. Anyway, the stadium in Tampa yesterday was not at full capacity, as you saw. But the concession stand still did just fine. Thank you, healthcare workers. Here's your tickets to the game. Now we are going to just jack you when it comes to buying anything to eat or drink. Eat Some of the prices of different items at the concession stands at Raymond James Stadium yesterday, at least it was refillable. Refillable popcorn, $14. Now, you go to the movies anywhere, and it's 7 bucks for a big tub of popcorn, so... And this is refillable. You could, conceivably, be at the game for, what, the halftime show, get there a little early, four and a half hours... Fourteen dollars. It's refillable. Not bad. Reuben sandwich, not refillable. That was eighteen dollars. They offered the barbecue platter. I don't know how you eat that at a stadium. It's easy enough to get stuff all over your shirt. And you're trying to eat a barbecue platter. Twenty-two bucks. How about for a beer, a domestic beer? That would that, that did cost yesterday. Thirteen dollars for a domestic beer. I have paid more. It was a 24 ounce beer. It was at T-Mobile Arena down in Vegas. a concert in the summer of 2019, I, I want to say it was $15. Again, it was 24 ounces, but but still it was 15 bucks. You either have it or you don't, you have nothing. Craft beer was 15 bucks yesterday. The refillable souvenir cup, $14 for your fountain pop that cost five cents. In the mood for a wiener? A hot dog would have cost you $8 at Raymond James Stadium, and if you just want an order of fries, $9. Food prices at the Super Bowl, as crazy as usual, so some things are indeed normal. $14 popcorn, $14 sodas, $13 domestic beers. Aren't you glad you watched the game at home?
2: It's Dr. Fauci. Did you love the weekend's halftime show performance with all those guys with jockstraps on their faces? Of course you did. Now you can look just like the weekend's dancers and stay safe from COVID-19 with the weekend halftime show jockstrap mask. Yes, it's a gorgeous mask that goes on your head and covers most of your face, including your mouth, if you pull it down a little bit, and you'll be safe and stylish. Just listen to this satisfied the weekend halftime show jockstrap mask wearer. <laughs>
0: He says he looks like the weekend and feels like the weekend and he won't get sick
2: and guess what you can't understand what he's saying just like the weekend so if you want to be safe and look trendy like the weekend get the weekend halftime show jockstrap mask available now tell him dr fauci sent
0: you
2: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win